Hey guys, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is week number 18 or episode number 18. Today I sat down with Laura Pinter, who is an amazing human. She is currently running a company called What's Normal, which is basically challenging the norms of, I guess, society and culture um, and empowering young people to actually stand up and and fight for what they believe in and, and talk about what they believe in and, and start a conversation about everything that's going on and rather than just accepting all the all the crap that we're fed and all of the, uh, I guess, status quo, it's actually about talking about why it is what it is and, and whether that's the, actually the way it should be. So we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about travel. We talked about uh, spending time overseas, uh, campaigning, um, and yeah, all centered around being a better person and making a difference. So yeah, it was a lot of fun and I hope you get a lot out of it. Thanks. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Laura, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lucky. First question for you, yes. straight off the bat. Uh-oh. What gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> um, the early morning birds. Good. <laughs> uh, they're up much earlier than I am, but I'm such a morning person. I love waking up and just like being excited for the day. I think awesome. every day, my life at the moment, every day is so different. I everyone's like, so what do you do with your days? And I literally am like, I have no idea. Just so many you get things home happen. And you've done Thirteen hours or fifteen hours worth of work. And just like, yeah. I don't know how to put that down. Crazy paper. things and just like so yeah, it's the excitement of what the new day will bring, which is a lot of unknowns. Awesome. Have you always been a morning person? Yes. Good. Good. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> no, but yeah. you were in a gym. Which is very strange, isn't it? Yes. Like I should be a morning person. But I'm not even though I have to be up at 5.30 every morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Tell me about your journey. Very ambiguous question, I know. I know. But talk from, to me. From where? Start from the start. Start from the start. <laughs> <laughs> well, born in Canada. Uh, eldest of four kids. And I grew up in Canada till I was four. And then my mum's Australian, so we moved to Australia and then grew up in the Mornington Peninsula, best place on earth. Pretty pretty great childhood growing up, sailed, horse rode, athletics on a Saturday, little ass at um, Padua College Oval, and (laughs) um, scouts at the Mount Eliza, Turak College House, and just all all those Mornington Peninsula things. Um, And then I went to Flinders College and did high school there. And then I pretty much just, what did I, just didn't love school. Yep. Definitely wasn't an academic. Definitely was a creative that just loved sports and so I had no idea what I wanted to do. Awesome. <laughs> and Been there. Yep. And so then I decided that I wanted to actually study, um, I had no idea what I wanted to study, so I actually took a gap year. So I 
walked my butt off for six months or for three months after school and then booked a one-way ticket to New York when I was 18. That's it. And got to New York, drinking age was 21, was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Did you have that thought before, before no, that happened? No, not, not one I just bit. wanted to get out. I was like, I'm out, needed to get out. Um, I, yeah, went, just booked a one-way ticket to New York and then just... Uh, ended up living in Banff, so the Rocky Mountains in Canada. Amazing. And it was just stunning. Well, in the summertime though, so, but Banff's like mini Australia in Canada and it's just full of Aussies. So yeah. I literally lived with eight Aussies, so not the best <laughs> experience, but, um, pretty much just partied my way around, um, Canada. And then I spent in that gap year also a month in Thailand awesome. where I spent the first two weeks partying <laughs> at the full moon party over New Year's in... Went in Rome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I look back now and I actually don't know how I made it out alive. Like, you just, like, think back at situations that you're yeah. in and you're just like, what? How Put yourself in the same yeah, position exactly. now. You're like, no, nah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Not at all. But then I spent two weeks um, actually doing some missions work out in Burma, which is now Myanmar. And I'd literally gone from one extreme yeah. to another. And it was just such an eye-opening experience to be... Um, taken across the borders from Thailand into Burma while the civil war was on. I literally got snuck across the border with this like Thai, with these Thai people and we were visiting internationally displaced people camps and just the horrificness of their situations. It just, it almost made my whole life just completely crumble. And I just felt like everything I've known has, is just so single-minded yeah. and so uh you're just stuck in that tunnel yeah tunnel where, like, the, 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 of western culture yeah where it's all about me and it's all about partying yeah especially and growing up on the peninsula especially like growing yeah. up on the peninsula where it was fridays on a sat <laughs> on a friday and then saturday was bay again yeah. and it was just like you know it's western culture has just this concept that it's um and we don't encourage really a lot of thought around anything else other than the cultural norms and messages from mm, yeah well i think media. it takes us to get to like mid early to mid 20s when we yeah. start actually going holy shit there's yeah. a whole million other worlds out there yeah everyone's got different everyone's aware of different things everyone's yeah. got different stuff going on and we get kind of allow ourselves to get out of our bubble a little bit yeah i guess some people probably never get there yeah but i no. like i know like personally and talking to you and yeah. you know, Tommy and everyone, it's yeah. you start to kind of start to realize where you're going when you get to like 23, 24. Yeah, I think you something. Did it at yeah, well, yeah. well no, that, that well, was a tough. It, it was like later. a little scene. Yeah, got back to Australia uh, yeah. and it just like escalated even more. <laughs> like my life just, you know, it was like this little seed that was planted, and yeah. um, and I ended up coming back to Australia. Started a year at marketing at RMIT. Then I started working for a creative agency. And so at the age of 19, I was working for this creative agency, running events for Imperial Tobacco Australia, multi-million dollar events around Australia, yeah. big business, literally like would run these enormous events for 500 bartenders and just give out free cigarettes and alcohol. And I literally <laughs> was my life yeah. and um, would run events like the Pozzi Polo and music festivals and things like that. And the environment itself was just toxic. But it was celebrated. Yep. Everything that I was... I literally got served drugs on a silver platter. And as a young teenage girl who had no idea who the heck she was, yeah. that quickly became my norm. And I found myself just completely um, 
stuck in this what Western culture says is a really glamorous lifestyle. Yeah. But inside it was killing me. What do you what do you mean by stuck? I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. And because it's so seen as you've made it. Yeah. And it's so seen as successful. Um you one don't know how to stop and you don't want to stop. Yeah. And the thing is is that especially for me, this party lifestyle, it literally, it just kept going. Like it just fed itself. Like I would be working 70 hour weeks running these massive events and then partying every night afterwards and then not sleeping and then having to just like fuel myself yeah. almost with drugs again. And there, yeah. like, there was never a, a point where cycle. it was a vicious yeah. cycle. It was like, when, like, when did it stop for me? Like it was just... That you just doesn't even cross your mind, so that's what I yeah that's where I felt I guess trapped it, uh, and I think because it was just so celebrated, and so encouraged, and as a nineteen year old, <laughs> you're like sure great yeah. why not <laughs> yeah well, it's uh, pretty easy to fall into that trap yeah and it's kind of I was thinking that movie Candy with Heath Ledger oh I haven't seen it you need, you need to watch it but um, it's all about drug addiction and things like yeah. that I think one of his quotes is when you can stop, you don't want to. And yeah. when, you, when you want to stop, you can't. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of that you're in there and you yeah. can't see out. And it's so, I guess, easy to understand how people get stuck. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And because it is fun. Yeah. And that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah. It is fun. It's so fun. And um, the problem for me was that I, I actually just had no idea who I was. And all I... Th- all I knew, I just, all I, I realize now in high life through the journey that I've kind of gone on in the last few years, yeah. I've realized that I, all I was, was what everyone else wanted me to be. So I just kept changing yeah. myself to please everyone else around me, or I would change myself in regards to the affirmations that people would give me. And so I became this like full of life, joyful, like, ah! crazy person yeah. but it that was all you. surface yeah it was all so surface did you, in that crazy time did you ever have quiet time where you were no, no I couldn't be alone I remember coming home from nights out and I just couldn't be alone like I just the the silence and almost like it was so confronting to be by myself that I just, I would avoid it at all costs, which is why you just end up in that circle of just continue. Like I just would make myself so busy and I would work so, so hard. Also, I would just avoid reality really. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. How did you transition out of that crazy life? (laughs) So when I turned 21, so I'd been partying and living this high life for a few years and my parents had um, moved to England. Yeah. So I went on this journey, uh, quit my job, uh, working for this agency. I said, I'm 21. I need to go travel Europe. <laughs> so I booked a ticket to England and my sister and I, who was 18 at the time, pretty much just traveled around Europe for six months and we just partied our way around yeah. and same kind of lifestyle that you're living exactly in the yeah. same kind of lifestyle. Yep. Uh, everywhere we went, it would just all drugs and boys and just the whole shebang really. And 
uh, it's all I knew. That's all I knew. So it was yeah. fun. And it was it was mighty, mighty fun. But again, no flipping clue who I was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when, what happened for my journey was that, so my family, um, uh, was that you or me? <laughs> iPhones. All good. Um, off. <laughs> sorry. I've done this before. <laughs> sorry, That's listeners. Um, so my story, I grew up in a Christian home. So faith was always a big part of a childhood. Yeah. Grew up with Christian values. But growing up as a teenager, I saw Christianity as a set of rules. And I saw it as things you can do and you can't do. And I saw that people were doing things. And I was like, oh, then that nothing's happening with them. They look like they're having much more fun than the Christians I know. <laughs> yeah. And so I literally was like, I don't want a bar of it. So that's why I went off and did my own thing. And then I went off and did all these things. And I wasn't shot down by lightning or anything like that. So I was like, what's the whole big deal about? Yeah. So I stepped away from my faith for so many years. So then found myself in England, had partied my way around for six months, and mum and dad were like, oh, you should go check out this church. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to. <laughs> like, the last thing I need is like a whole bunch of like fake Christians who just think their life's perfect. And eventually I went, and it, was, it just shocked me when I walked into this beautiful, beautiful cathedral building in um, Brighton in England that it was just full of young people who were just normal, so normal, and were just real and vulnerable. And I felt a sense of community and belonging there. Awesome. And I started going. And I started being connected in with the kids group and the youth group. And I just saw that they were all helping their community so, so much. And they had this perspective of life that they, they actually had purpose, more than just partying and making money. They yeah. actually had a purpose and they were actually doing something good for the people around them and they were showing love and it just it struck something in me and so then I uh, continued to go on my path of success and wanted to work on my dream job in London as a PR in a PR agency and yeah. I managed to get that so I awesome. a month later started working for a massive PR agency in the heart of London Leicester Square and a month later I was dying my soul was dying again it was just this tunnel vision of um what's that word when it's just so eco no um is it egocentric no what's the word where you're, it's all about yourself like it, um egos is it one of everything's about yeah i gotcha you I gotcha. know the, you yeah. know the world yeah. and so Something I think the I think seeing two different narratives for me at that stage. I had this yeah. church community of people actually helping those it's around. Kind of like them. Polar opposites, it was they? polar opposites, yeah. and I realized that one of them was actually just bringing more harm to me than good, and it wasn't encouraging me to be the best version of myself. So I quit that job, um, found it, uh, moved to London. My parents moved back to Australia. Found myself living in England by myself found an apartment and then the church randomly offered me a job awesome. and so told my friends in Australia that I was working for a charity couldn't bring myself to tell them I was working for a church, church. <laughs> I was like it's kind of the same thing yes yeah pretty much yeah. Um, and so then for me that's where that journey started it was this journey of encouraging me to figure out my purpose in life and my faith yeah. and awesome. for me it was a year of being broken of just absolutely allowing myself to feel again 
I bottled up my emotions my so long, whole yeah. entire life that all of a sudden I was I was encouraged to actually feel something and I was told that I had purpose other than just for who I was and what I was doing and really things cool. like that. Yeah, that's super cool. Did you, I guess, finding, having that year of yeah. the term being broken, Yeah. what was it like going through that time? Painful as yeah. all heck. Yeah. All of a sudden, I... I and so for me I can only explain it as like the presence of like like something like you actually feel it and it's to me it's God you know it's like this immense overwhelming sense of love that no matter what I've done in the past I'm still so loved and there was no shame attached to it and so that kind of word of broken was that only only God's love could really bring me back into that place of like full fulfillment um and I think that it's painful as all heck because our world and our culture doesn't allow pain yeah we're not we're taught to we're taught to fix it yeah just like fix it go to like just turn the other cheek mask it yeah and totally mask it yeah and we're actually not told to go deep and dig deep yeah. and actually deal with our issues and deal with our insecurities and deal with those past yeah. um, hurts and past things that that have created us to continually put up walls. Yeah. We get stuck not allowing ourselves to feel feelings and yeah. we, tell, like, we tell each other and we tell yeah. people not to... Tell people how they're feeling, or yeah, because we see this weak. Yeah, exactly. It's getting better, but yeah, it is. Whole feel your feelings, and if you're sad, be sad. If you're angry, be angry. Like that's something that like we certainly push a lot. Yeah, amazing. If you if if you like if you it all gets pent up, eventually something's gonna break. It's a volcano, otherwise. And I would have moments of that of just like I don't know what I'm feeling because it was just so explosive. Yeah. Um, and it's because yeah, we bottle it up so so often, and we don't encourage actually. For us to go on that journey of, I guess, yeah, we'll, self-discovery. We'll, we'll get to all the stuff you're doing at the moment. Yes. But really short bit of advice yeah. for people that are struggling to let it out and struggling to deal with all these things. Yeah. Someone who's been through it yeah. and someone that's helping other people go through it yeah. at the moment. What, would you, what advice would you give them? I think for me, the biggest thing was allowing myself and giving myself permission to be alone. Like, yeah. not al- and not alone in the sense of like, um, by myself forever but actually being okay to take myself for a walk in nature yeah. and just reflect and actually give ourselves permission to feel what it is yeah. that we are feeling inside and be responsive to that so as you said if it's anger feel anger if it's sadness, feel sadness. Yeah, definitely. Because it's the only way we're actually going to get through to the other side is if yeah. we actually experience those feelings. And those feelings aren't bad feelings. No, they're just feelings. They're just like, yeah. they're emotions. We're humans and yeah. that's what we have. But I think like to have that nice, and I hate the term balance, but mm-hmm. I'll use it anyway, but to have that balance, we need to feel mm-hmm. angry. We need to feel sad. Yeah. We need to feel distressed. Yeah. Because that allows us to feel happy and to feel joy and to express. Have you seen the movie Inside Out? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So that, like, I was in tears at the end of it. Happiness and sadness need to work together because otherwise, and it's that difference between joy and happiness. 
Happiness is instantaneous and fleeting. Joy actually is lasting. But in order to get joy, we actually need to go through pain and suffering and emotions. And so, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I think a couple of weeks ago, one of the boys I was talking to, we spoke about that. If you you don't understand what cold is until you've had hot, yeah, and vice versa, totally. and then you end up somewhere in the middle a lot of the time. Yeah. But I think emotions are kind of exactly the same. Yeah. If we've been to one end, you understand the other. Yeah. Um, but and too often we get stuck in. There's the always, you know, it's not. There's there's always a hope. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. There is always something. You're gonna get through it, yeah. like you know, it's never the end of the road. How did that end? That year, kind of finding yourself, end up. Still on it. <laughs> I don't think you're ever. You don't ever find yourself fully. Yeah. I think you. You almost. Um, you, once you embark on it, there's no stopping. I guess it's. Yeah, definitely. It's a journey that is exciting, um, because and I think. You know, God, like for me, God is a mystery. It's a complete mystery. It's, yeah. it's everywhere. He, like God has created everything. And so it is this great mystery. Um, there's this beautiful quote by A.W. Tozer, who is this beautiful theologian. And it says, to have found God and still pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. I love that. That's cool. So yeah. it's just, it's this paradox. It's kind of like we don't ever actually yeah. Stop, but there's something inside of us that allows us to keep going to chase after and search after that deeper purpose I think that's really cool and like I'm someone that doesn't have faith in yeah. that I guess structured way yeah. or um, but it was really interesting talking to Tommy and talking yeah. to you and hearing the way you talk about it because yeah. like all it is is you guys finding this feeling that you want to chase continually chase mm-hmm. to make yourself better and to make the world better. Yeah. And, I th- and like, that's all it is. It's as yeah. simple as that. And I think, yeah. yeah it's and it's a- knowing, I think for me, the biggest transformation was knowing my identity. That my identity was that I've been created for a purpose and that I am loved by God. Yeah, that's cool. What, for you, me, what that's is that purpose? To, to love and to be loved. Yeah. We don't realise that. And I think so much of our brokenness in our culture comes from the fact that people don't know that they're loved. Yeah, but once cool. I re- once I've realized that actually the creator of the universe loves me, I then can give wholly to those people around me yeah. and be like, hey, I'm a mess and I have no idea what's going on and I you know I feel all these emotions and things, but yeah. they're still like, but I'm loved and there's a, well, there's that, a solidness in that. that. And understanding that everyone's kind of guessing to a point. Yeah. And you, but you've always got that to come back to. You've always got that yeah. unloved to come back to. And peace. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. What happened next? <laughs> um, so ended up in England, spent a year and a half there. Yeah. Um, loved it. Found the most incredible community. Mentors as well. Mentors really helped me. Older people asked me questions that no one else would ask me. Yeah. Um, challenging me. Getting me thinking about different things. And just... You know, mentors, I think, are just fantastic. <laughs> and so then I thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life in England. So I came back in March of 2015 to extend my visa. Yep. What I thought was a two-week trip turned into quickly a two-month trip because uh, the very first week I was back, 
I met a lady called Melinda Tankard Roost, and she speaks out on the issues of pornography to young people. Yep. And my mum dragged me along to this talk and was like, oh, you'll, you'll love it. It's all about um, empowering women and body image and all stuff. And I was like, oh, it sounds like it's all going to be like, women are beautiful, sparkles, princesses. And I was like, don't yeah. want to borrow it. Went along, complete opposite. <laughs> For me, it opened up my eyes to this whole issue that we're living in such a pornified culture. So as a young person growing up in um, the party scene and everything like that, I felt that I had to be a certain somebody. I had to look a certain way and I had to perform a certain way as well. And I had to just kind of do whatever boys asked me to do because that was just normal. And um, I didn't want to be like the prude or anything like that. And what Melinda did is she opened up my eyes to this whole issue of what I guess pornography is doing to um, the minds of young people that when they're growing up watching such, I guess, hardcore pornography from such a young age before they've even had their first kiss, they then just think that's normal. And then girls also equally are just thinking that that's normal as well. And so I all of a sudden was like, oh my goodness, epiphany, it's not me. It's actually a culture that's encouraging me to hate myself. Um, And so two days later... I decided I needed to do something about it and that this was an issue that's affected me in more ways than I knew and it's affecting my younger sisters and it's affecting my younger brother and it's affecting everyone. It's affecting everyone. I was just like, this isn't, you know, this isn't just a woe is me. This is like massive. (laughs) And so one of the images she showed in her presentation was a picture from Zoo Weekly magazine and it had a woman cut in half and it asked the viewers to rate which half you like and why. And it just completely objectified women. And I was just like, but that was what I felt deep down inside my whole life as a teenager, that I was purely just my body. And so I decided to run a campaign to get Zoo Weekly out of Coles and Woolworths. And it wasn't just the pictures. It also gave advice to young boys that said, you've got to pick the loosest, skankiest one of the lot, fetch your drink and separate it from the flock. So giving young boys advice, you just got to get a girl drunk and she's all yours. And so um, when one in three girls are sexually assaulted in our culture at the moment, we like we have to look at the cultural drivers behind that. Um, so I started this campaign, not doing anything like this ever in my life, and overnight it gained like twenty thousand signatures. And then over the course of uh, a month and a half, it gained forty thousand signatures. I was doing global media. I was all of a sudden awesome. the speaker for pornography and the harms of it. And I just was <laughs> like, what the heck is going on? During that month and a half, I got death threats, rape threats. Like I had to oh, go yeah. to the detective. Like. Full on stuff. So, you know, when you stand up against an issue like this, you're not going to make friends all the time. There was a lot of people that didn't agree with it. As soon as you challenge any norm, exactly, you're going to get backlash. Yeah, totally. And we're not given the and and it just shows how ingrained people are to just this and how damaging it actually is. When anyway, so when uh, so my visa got rejected three times in those two months, I was determined, but it finally got to a point where I was like, all right, God, if you want me to stay up, I'm going to stay. Yeah. So uh, Coles decided to take the magazine off the shelves and in tow, the entire magazine shut down. That's nice. So from one campaign to shutting down a whole magazine, I was like, what the heck is going on? But... Um, it shows uh, the power of, I guess, following your passion. And following something that you're, you yeah. really want to change. It's just like this little fire inside of me. It was just like, there's an injustice happening and it needs change. Yeah. And so... What was the first step you took? Because I guess a I lot just, of people would yeah. have that yeah. fire, but yeah. not 
be able to make it take action yeah. or make that thing happen? What would you do first? Talk to people. Yeah. Found people who agreed with my values and agreed with why I wanted to do it and then got a team of people to do it. So Collective Shout, an uh, anti-campaigning uh, uh, organisation, headed it up with me. Yeah. And uh, I then just started the petition online on change.org. Um, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself an uh, activist type thing. I just I think sometimes activism can be quite fleeting and not actually create sustainable change. Yeah. But for me, for whatever reason, it was a tool that I was given. And it's launched me yeah. off into doing what I'm doing now. The power of the internet. Yeah, the power of the internet, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so just um, I had a lot of backlash, but to stay strong in what you believe and actually be like, no, this is hard. But and I'm not gonna make friends, so like people pleasing, we just like yeah, <laughs> that true. has to go out the window yeah. quite quickly. But um, just to continually remind yourself why your why that's always true. come back to your I why. Like that. Always <laughs> come back to your why. Yes, got it on your table. The book's <laughs> start, right there. Start with why. Yeah, amazing you know, book. Yeah, and so for me, the victory really laid not only in the fact that the magazine was shut down forever. Yeah. Great win, but. For me, it was the conversation that got started. Yeah. So I then got to speak in schools all around the country, hearing stories of young girls who are like being um, tied up and whipped and all these other things in, during sex because their boyfriend or whatever has seen it in porn. Yeah. And these girls are just experiencing that as the norm. And uh, boys coming up to us in tears, being like, I'm addicted to pornography and I don't know and I don't want to stop. And the problem is, is that... Um, young kids don't actually have to be actively looking for porn. Porn just finds them. You know, it's that click through, click it's through, click through. It's yeah. the everywhere. And when average age of first exposure is eleven, yes, you know, mind. it's it's getting worse and worse and it's worse. Trying to think. I don't think I had a phone till I was like thirteen. Well, yeah. Well, see, this is like there's a generation ago. We didn't, we didn't yeah. have an i. I didn't have an iPhone yeah. until yeah, I was like eighteen, nineteen. I think I don't even remember. Yeah. But um, yeah. No idea what the question was. <laughs> yeah. So did it so it snowballed from there and started talking at schools yes. and things like that. Then what happened? Yes. So I spoke at schools all around the country, heard crazy stories of young girls and just realizing that this issue was so much more prominent than I even thought. Yeah. Um I did this for about a year and a half and at the end of October last year I got to a point where I um once again found myself on the hamster wheel. And I didn't know how to get off. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was Laura the porn girl, Laura the zoo girl. And I was being boxed into that, and I hated it. I hated that all of a sudden I was just this, this, like, I just felt really trapped. And so, um, I, well, and during that October as well, I was also part of the foundation of Young Australians, and I'd won their program for Young Social Pioneers, so many words, but um, and won $10,000 to go towards my program awesome. called what's normal which i'll get to in a second yeah. but during this month of october last year i i lost who i was again i lost the the ability to i, I lost my why i just felt like i was on this yeah. hamster wheel and i didn't know how to get off and i needed to stop and so after winning ten thousand dollars the whole world wanted me to just keep going keep going run 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 run, run go 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 yeah. and i needed to stop 
So I took six months off. That's awesome. You were able to make that decision. Yes. Hardest decision. I'm such a doer. I can do it. <laughs> no. I, I can do it. I can't take six days off. Exactly. <laughs> and our, like, our culture doesn't allow for that. Yeah. We say that we have to go, 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 and it's all an uphill thing. Yeah. But sometimes we need to rest to recharge our battery. Like, unless... Like, we... Like, you can't drive a car unless you refuel. <laughs> You know, you need unless to you refuel service, unless, unless you get it service or unless you burn out and the en- engine's just going to go, bl- like, yeah. explode. And so, for me, I had to be strong in who I was to know that I needed to stop. So, I stopped. Good. I learned how to make sourdough bread and <laughs> I, you know, just did... I didn't do um, what everyone wanted me to do. And you I know. just... You've had some gnarly ebbs and flows in the last yes. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So you just made bread. And, so I just like made bread out. and hung out and just, but I had to get back to my why. So I did a lot of self-discovery again. I did a lot of meditation. Um, I did a lot of just that deep faith things. Like I had to get down to be like, God, what is going on? What is your purpose for my life? What is your plan for my life? Um, and I just had to find that peace again. Had to find that peace so I could follow that peace. Because um, without peace, we strive. And we're always searching for something. And we're always searching for something. Yeah. Whereas if you are moving forward in peace, then there's a lot of rest in that. Yeah, there is. But I guess having that peace allows you to realize that, well, oh, I don't have to be moving forward all the time. There's nothing wrong with just being here. Yeah, being and present. Doing what you're doing. Yeah. And enjoying it. And yeah. not necessarily needing that bigger house or faster yeah. car or absolutely extra 10k in your bank account like yes. it's not that yeah the pressure from do. society yeah. to what success is exactly and we yeah. all fall into that trap yeah and i think that's yeah. when we're aware that we fall into the, that trap it's probably the first step of allowing us to well what can we do to improve it yeah and i think things like meditation yeah something i struggle with but i'm getting, getting <laughs> there. like i like yeah. moving meditation like things like yeah. exercise and and yoga and things, those are the things that allow us to kind of get out of our mind into our body and yeah. just be. Absolutely. Because for you, like, what do you think the biggest pressures are from society? Ooh, the for... Biggest pressures. Uh, it'd be how you look. Yeah. What you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they'd be the big two. Yeah. Like, how you look is just huge. huge. And it's something that, like, we're a completely anti-body image gym. Like, yeah. everything that we do is promote is to promote how you feel. Yeah. Um, and how you perform amazing and how you move and all these things yeah. rather than how you look yeah um, like there's no mirrors like there's i think we got a little mirror in the i bathroom. did notice yeah. that yeah. that's so amazing like, i love that gym. um you know we got hundreds of people coming through yeah. a week and we've got yeah one or two mirrors yeah. that are in the bathroom um yeah. and that's it so yeah that that's intentional that's mm. not an accident mm. and i think that the promotion of things like you know from my industry's point of view things like eight-week challenges 12-week challenges um super fad diets mm-hmm. like lemon detoxes like all these crazy yeah. things where people go well how can I get instant gratification mm-hmm. right now about yeah. the way I feel it just perpetuates the culture of well if I do this quick fix then yeah. I'll get where I want to get to exactly. and, that, and that's the thing that people fall down because yeah. well if you want to achieve something no matter what it is mm-hmm. I don't care what it is mm-hmm. it takes time and it takes effort and it takes little steps over yeah. a long long period of time yeah. um, so yeah, we've been Trying to work on a way to... But the problem with all that stuff, the lemon detox, the 12-week, 8-week mm. challenges, the get fit fast kind mm. of things, they're all extremely easy to market. Mm. 
and we've been trying to work on a way to market like a five-year challenge or a two-year challenge or something that's like, well, maybe you want to look at where you are in two years or five years. Yeah. Um, but culture doesn't like that. No, culture doesn't Because we like are an instantaneous society. Yes, exactly. And that's why we struggle. How do we so fix that? Much. How do we, I know. <laughs> I've started going like the complete opposite way and just like throwing like things out with 25-year-olds. Well, do you want to be able to get off the toilet when you're 20? Or when, when you're 80? When <laughs> yeah. you're 80? Do, do, like, do you want to be able yeah. to play with your grandkids when yeah. you're 90? Like, but we like, just don't think like that, exactly, do we? Exactly. Like my goal for all my clients, yeah. um, and I've told a bunch of them this, I haven't told a lot of them this, is yeah. for them to be able to deadlift when they're 100. Like it's a really, <laughs> so simple, really simple goal, but if you can pick a barbell with some weights up off the floor when you're 100, I've done my job. So great. Yeah, and I think yeah, that, that comes from a long period of education and, yeah. and growth and improvement. But yeah. yeah, you're right. We live in a culture where yeah. it doesn't, those kind of things aren't sustainable in the culture. And it's a matter no. of going, well, what do we do about it? Yeah. And I think that's something that you're doing. At well, the I think trying to figure and it out. So are you though, yeah. but it's living it out. And I think all we can do and all that we have is our story. Yeah, definitely. And so we, all we can do is live by the convictions that we have in our hearts and hope that... Hope and a tactic. <laughs> hope and a tactic, but hope that the way we live actually offers another narrative to those around us. Yeah. And I know what you do in your gym offers that other narrative. It offers a countercultural narrative to what other gyms are offering mm-hmm. And your business is booming because yeah, of it, because people it are hungry does that because for that. We, we generally want it. And like exactly, that's, 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 our, it's that's the our authenticity why. of yeah. it. And every, all, like all our coaches live it as well, yeah. so it's not just exactly. a, hey, you guys should do this, but we're yeah. going to go and do our eight-week no. challenges and get shredded and, and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's just know, we, living we it. get in there, and it's, it's, it's awesome. a slow process. It is, but that's but great. Yeah, and then you see like a... Insta famous model with six hundred. Oh, don't six, get me started. I'll get you started. Six hundred thousand followers, <laughs> and they throw out some shitty information. I know about, about a crappy diet. Yeah, that it's like yeah, it, it feels like you're pushing shit uphill. Absolutely, I've been sure exactly Oh, I'm exactly the yeah. same because I know. So I've deleted Instagram. This week I deleted Instagram because of the thief of comparison. And it is... I posted that exact quote the other day. Did you? <laughs> so great. Yeah. You love your quotes. I love it. We could just we could just do a quote battle and just like... Yeah, 100%. Shout quote, out quotes quote, to each other. Quotes are the best, but yeah. Quotes that, are the best. comparison is the thief of joy quote. Comparison is, is the thief of joy. And there you go. You actually have posted it. That's brilliant. <laughs> so uh, and it is what is driving so much mental health in young girls and boys and body image issues and all of those things. And so when you have these role models in their lives, which are these Insta famous fitness models, um, it's setting up unrealistic expectations for what we're meant to look like. And and we're not, and we're completely objectifying people. And girls don't know where to look. No, they have no idea. There um, is no good role models. Exactly. They, they, and there's good role models out there, but it's a matter of finding them and, and understanding, well, yeah, I want to fuel my body and be strong and be yeah. able to do all these things yeah. rather than, hey, if I don't eat for three days, yeah. I'm going to get skinnier and lose weight. Yeah. And it's, it's finding horrible. the ways to, I guess, measure it and chase it and how we actually perpetuate that to the broader community. And yeah. I think I get frustrated at the, yeah, someone with heaps of followers mm. posting something shitty or something like that. But Why do you think they have loads of followers? Because sex sells. Yeah. And like, it's a, yeah, it's simple. It's Why though? Why do you reckon? What's our... Why does sex sell? Was our basic human instinct, instinct mm-hmm. to want to reproduce, to want to eat, to yeah. want to have some have shelter, and like those basic human needs are the things that our our 
um, our lizard brain yeah. ticks off first. Yeah. So I think that's the in it like basic primal nature. That's why mm. it's so big, but it's because of the, this pornified culture. Pornified culture and the, like the time we're living in, people yeah. that's they go to that because it's available. Yeah. Um, and it's easy, and I think it's, it's the access. Yeah, it's the access, and I think it just takes one person at a time to start pushing it the other way and like you might be fighting a, a winless <laughs> battle yeah but, juggernaut but yeah but in that time you the one person you you affect one day might will affect 10 more over the, over the course the of their life the ripple effect isn't it exactly yeah. and like how do you change the world one person at a time yeah. like it's a really simple one but yeah. um, it's something that we live by and it's yeah if we can if we can make our community better and yeah. the people that are here better then Absolutely. that's yeah that's changing the world and that's making the world Absolutely. a better place even if we're not making on a giant scale yeah. like no yeah like because it's actual like real to. change and yeah. there's depth to it and yeah. i think that's what i love about you guys is that it's not just surface level it's not just mm. like how do we boom this really quickly and scale <laughs> yeah, this and exactly. like you it, it's actual genuine change you're changing yeah. culture around you yeah i want to create something that changes culture today but also changes yeah. culture in 20 30 yeah. 40 50 years when i'm no longer a part of it or no longer doing this yeah something that's still gonna push that positive culture yeah. and that body image yeah um tell me about what's normal so finally finished my uh, six months <laughs> of bread making <laughs> of sourdough bread making <laughs> um, it's not the worst career no i know <laughs> it was great um and so i ended up winning victorian young achiever of the year this year and Bravo. thanks and that was completely by surprise and for me i was so ready to throw it all in i was just like this is too big and i can't do this and what that award did was give me the confidence and the encouragement to be like no this world needs this conversation. So what's normal is um, a youth-run movement that empowers young people to be intentional about what they will accept as normal. Good word. Um, intentionality, yes. And so what we've been doing at the moment is speaking in schools um, and keeping it local. For two years, I travelled Australia giving one-hour seminars all around Australia. You drop a bombshell and you leave. Yeah. And it frustrated me because there was no real change. And yes, you might have like sparked the brains of two people in the yeah. audience of like, yes, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to do something differently. But real, real change yeah. takes time, like you said. And so for us at What's Normal, uh, we are very intentional again about creating cultural change in a place. So we've decided to keep it localized. Good. And... Um, what we want to do is be able to give young people the tools to, one, think critically about the messages that they get yeah. um, from pornography, from social media, all of those things. Unpack the tricky topics that no one else is talking about, like porn, like sexting, like all yeah. those things, and then offer them the, the stats about it all. Like, so what does science say about this? What do other kids say about this? I think Stories that's really like being able to actually go, well, here's. What yeah. is the research is saying. Exactly. And, and there's so much research to back this up. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to go into all of those statistics and everything. But then what we do is we say, actually, you have the power to change the culture around you. You know, it does yeah. it. it well, we talk about being taking them from being a consumer of culture to a creator of culture. And we want to be able to see a generation of young people to actually stand up 
to the cultural norms around them and say, no, you know what? We yeah. deserve better. Yeah. We want to do something I better. I want to change yeah. that. And you're doing that. Like, that's what I love about yeah, you guys. It's like, yeah. you're doing that. You decided, you know what? The other gyms, this is not good enough. Yeah, exactly. It's not. I'm going to create my own and it's going to be better and it's <laughs> yeah. going to be more beneficial to the community around me and mm. it's going to leave a legacy. Yeah, and that's the thing. And what are the, what are the ages you guys are trying to hit? So at the moment, our favorite age is year eights. Yeah. Um, I just think that they're at this formative stage of their life where they're really kind of figuring out what is like their norms. Yeah. Um, I went into school the other day and I spoke to year eight girls and this has just shocked me. I was speaking to 50 year eight girls. They were 12 year old girls and I asked who here gets asked to send nudes 80% of those girls put up their hands that's without even blowing. blinking an eyelid. Yeah. So for them, that's just the norm. Eight. Yeah. eight, so it's like 12-year-old girls. That's crazy. And so so then what we talk, we unpack like, okay, so if you do want to say no, how do you say no? And these girls just don't have permission from Western culture to say no. Yeah. Um, and so we find year eight to the best. But I mean, this is affecting yeah, it's so many people. Yeah. But for me, it's like engage a conversation. That is my thing. I just yeah. want to start this conversation. I want to get mm. people thinking differently about the world around them. Yeah, I was Challenging to think back things. when I was like in year eight. And yeah. Like, like mindset in terms of thinking critically and being able to unpack things. Yeah. And you just I, don't I, have it. I don't it. think I would have had the ability no. to at all. No. Probably not until I was like, last, like yeah. now, maybe, and I still struggle. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I think that's, that's really cool that you're able to get in and actually talk to the girls and yeah. see it's not just a, hey, I think this is an issue. It's, yeah this is being repeated back to me over and over again. Yeah. How do you think, how well do you think the kids, year eights, do it actually knowing who they are and actually figuring that out for themselves? Oh, <laughs> they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea. And we don't, like, I think Western culture lacks a rite of passage program. Mm-hmm. Our rite of passages so a rite of passage program is beautiful in the way that it actually allows this journey of self-discovery our rite of passage program is go to the bay on a Friday night (laughs) and get absolutely wasted Yeah, was was go to school, get or a job. Go to school, it, get yeah. it. But like you know, like our that is our rite of passage for boys. Footy, footy, yeah. and getting drunk. You know, it's like that's uh, it. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't um, go any deeper than that. It doesn't go any deeper. Whereas you look at other cultures like the African culture and things like that, and there's this whole rite of passage program which involves a battle. It involves um, solitude. It involves contemplation. Yeah. All these things that encourage that self-discovery journey. And awareness. And awareness. Yeah. And so we don't have that. So that's a whole other aspect of, I think, something that I'm very passionate Stand about as well. Stand up for a second. What yes. would you put in our rite of passage? If you, if you could write a rite of passage yes. for every young person yes. in Australia, what would you put in it? What, what would be involved? Uh, those things that I said. Yeah. So, um, I think solitude's a big one. I think, yes, solitude and contemplation are massive. And they're the two things that have affected me so much. Um, As I said, you know, we don't encourage either of those things. Mm. Uh, But there is so much value and beauty in the art of contemplation and solitude. Uh, Because it's confronting, yes. But as we said, it's like those things that actually allow us to get to the core of who yeah, I, think, I think confrontation and, and um, is good to a point because it allows us to challenge yeah. and when we challenge people to talk and discuss and like you said yeah. conversation confrontation happens. or contemplation 
Both. Both, great. Both. I meant to say contemplation, but... Yeah. But, <laughs> but confrontation's good I, as well. I Because it's... I was actually yes. having that conversation before yeah. with, with one of the guys at the gym that I think confrontation's an incredibly yeah, valuable, valuable absolutely. thing. absolutely. But it's almost like we don't sit by ourselves, but we don't actually have any real conversations with anyone. Uh-huh. And that's... Yeah. Like it's so surface level. Yeah, exactly. And this podcast is one of the... Like the first thing I realized mm. after the first or second one was, whoa, I get to sit mm. there and have a proper conversation yeah, it's for so good. an hour and a half with no yeah. real, like, there's no agenda or anything. It's yeah. just, hey, let's talk and yeah. let's, let's learn. Yeah. Um, there's, um, the, so the Jewish culture, they have an incredible rite of passage program for yeah. boys. But part of, so Western culture, it's all about answers. All of our tests are all about the answers. We yeah. all want to know. We all want to be right yeah. and we want to know. Yeah. The Jewish culture are all about questions. Mm. And so That's it's awesome. all about um, they actually get tested on the questions that they ask. Absolutely. And I don't think in our, our Western culture we ask enough questions. No, definitely not. We don't ask why. We yeah. just get spoon-fed and we're lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so we actually just take on what everyone else thinks and accept it yeah. and just walk past it. One of the examples we deal with all the time is because we get we have an internship program. So we get a lot yeah. of students in that are a little bit older, but they're all like, 18 to 25 we yeah. get a couple of older ones which is awesome because that allows us to get kind of here so, both ends of the spectrum yeah. but you, you're in year 11 and year 12 and you talk to your careers counsellor it's like well what do you want to do yeah. it's like well I don't even know who I am yet yeah like, exactly the kid like they don't even know who they are so yeah. like like I did yeah. they go hey I like sport hey go do a Bachelor of Exercise Sport Science or yeah. something like that or go to yeah. a teaching degree or something and oh, the school system's yeah. Yeah. messed up. That's a podcast for next week. Yeah, time. exactly. A couple, of, a couple of teachers, yeah, um, which will be really interesting. But so good. I think it's like school systems perpetuates that culture. Yeah, I guess Absolutely. and magnifies the culture to a point because yeah. it's well, we're sitting in a classroom and just listening for yeah. eight hours a day and not actually yeah. taking anything in or learning or and it's moving all defined like by what you do. Yeah, and not who you are. Yeah, exactly. As a person. Yeah. We don't in... It's your ability just to regurgitate information. Exactly. And, and not actually and do say, a job. well, yeah, well, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. What are your passions? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what are, are the things, doing? like, what are the and things that give you yeah. joy? And there's nothing wrong with not knowing what no. your passions are, but you're not going to learn what your passions are by sitting in a classroom and listening. Yeah. So I think it's... Or yeah. sitting at a desk job to pay for your mortgage. Yeah. Like, exactly. I think so... There's another quote. Here we go. I love quotes. Quote battle. Um... <laughs> The place that God calls you to, so the place that you were created for, is the place where your deep joy meets the world's deep hunger. That's awesome. And I think that first bit of like the place where your deep joy, for me, I didn't know what gave me joy. And I would just do things for the sake of doing things because I thought I had to do things. But when you allow yourself to go on a journey to actually figure out what makes you tick as a person yeah. and then you pair it with something that the world so desperately needs, I think you then hit the sweet spot. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And when we do goal setting, one of the que- like we ask that why question. Yeah, so but, important. But we prompt it over and over yeah. again. It's like, well, what do you want? Oh, I want a car. Why? Oh, yeah. So I can get what I want to get to. Oh, why do you want to do that? Oh, freedom. Yeah. Oh, why do yeah. you want freedom? Oh, so I can do the things I want to do. Why do you want yeah. that? And it, and it's it, so good. It always eventually gets, gets to a point <laughs> where it's, well, I want to make the world a better place. Or, yeah. Yeah, I want to change the way things are done. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's the amazing thing about what you're kind of pushing and, and growing is that ability to question and, mm. and see change mm. rather than just... And it is what it is. Yeah. Which is what we've so kind of passive. been used to. And yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
I think it's, I don't know, maybe because we're in amongst it, but it feels like it's growing legs and oh, snowballing yeah. with people our age and younger especially yeah. who are actually going, well, why can't we change things? Yeah. Why can't we upset yeah. the status quo? Absolutely. There's, um, I was at a conference a few weeks ago and one of the talks I went to was all about cultural creatives. And I sat there and I was just like blown away. And it's, whoever's listening to this, Google it. And like, I think like you should have a read of one of the books. I certainly will. Cultural Creatives. And it's a movement of people that fit um, a bunch of categories. And there's a movement of like 40 to 50 million people around the world doing it. And it's just exactly what you said. There is such a movement. There is this undercurrent in our world at the moment of people that are wanting to see the world to be a better place, who are not just going to put up with the status quo, yeah. who actually are going to value their faith and all these other things. And they're doing it in a really creative and beautiful way. And it was just like, oh, great. This is great. It's actually, it's, it's actually, actually it's not just me. Yeah. This isn't it just, yeah, <laughs> this is actually a beautiful thing with like 40 to 50 million people. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. What's your, what are you guys working on at the moment? What's your main project? So at the moment, we are working on a video series. We decided that, uh, one, we want to make this message scalable and sustainable. And in order to actually have the balanced life that I want to have, (laughs) I can't be on a plane every second day and traveling. So we also saw the need to empower people who were journeying with these kids because we want to see that lasting change. Yeah, exactly. Parents, Parents, teachers, youth leaders, all these different people who have the relationships with the kids, who can speak into their lives. So video series um, for us is just that go-to option. Um, My background in creative direction and things means that I love film. and um, I just think it's a beautiful way to actually evoke emotion and thoughts. And so we're doing a five five times 15-minute video series uh, of just stories of young people who have seen something wrong in the culture who have been affected by that who have decided you know i actually don't agree with this and i want something better yep. and then who have done something better yeah, that's cool e.g you <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah. is my proposal to you would you like to be on my film series <laughs> thank you yeah, so, yes. sure, why not? payment for yeah. artists <laughs> yeah. um so that's yeah so at the moment we're getting trying to get funding for that and awesome. that's our next project yeah that'd be amazing yeah it'd be really cool because i think then allows that to start the conversation and yeah, that's exactly what exactly. we want to do and that's, yeah, that's it's, the aim it's a, a tangible product that can then be distributed all around the world yeah awesome that's really really cool you talked about mentors yes who are yours oh I've got um, I like to call them my personal board that's cool <laughs> that's really cool um, in a board in a business you uh, have lots of different people that serve different purposes you have your lawyers your finance people all those kind of people I've been very selective and very blessed in the people that I've come across. And so I have uh, spiritual mentors. Um, I like older women that are strong in their faith and have journeyed life. And I go to them for a lot of wisdom. Uh, I also... So uh, another word, like village. Like it's a village of people where we don't embrace that village mentality I don't think anymore but when you look at a village it's got the grandmother the mother the aunt and all those other things that give everyone that's experienced experience all these different things yeah so I think mentors for me older women um who are strong and have gone before me um I have a few incredible business women as well 
um, my dad, <laughs> who's an absolute legend and the wisest human. Uh, and yeah, I just, I think making use and not being afraid to ask people for help yeah. is huge. Yeah, uh, I can't do this alone. And it's been because of my tribe of people around me That's that I true. am who I am yeah, today. Definitely, definitely. And it allows your... Your idea to yeah. take legs and start moving oh. and, and spread. And like just it a just verbal wouldn't... process. Yeah. <laughs> this is like great. And then to be like, Laura, that's a stupid idea. Why are they? Why are you doing that? And being like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's just, you know, people are there and people want to help. And I now mentor girls, you know, yeah. and it's just like that beautiful cycle of what we receive, we, we get to All we have to do is ask because exactly. everyone's chuffed to go, oh, someone thinks I've, I have the knowledge to be able to help. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing because... Yeah. Um, one of my favourite quotes at the moment, and yes, yep. I'm going to quote off, um, <laughs> is I can see further than ever before because I stand on the shoulders of giants. Yes. It's like when you, oh, when you so spend good. time with people that have done mm-hmm. it before, it just gets you that next level yep. and next level. And yep. sharing those experiences or hearing about those experiences from them, you kind of live them. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, and then your mentors kind of, uh, hindsight is your foresight. It allows you to kind of skip a couple of steps Absolutely. And, and, and cheat the system for, mm-hmm. for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. And in Australian culture, we have a bit of a problem with pulled, tall poppy syndrome. Oh, yeah, 100%. And so that quote 100%. I love because yeah. it completely is the opposite of tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, and it's definitely it's definitely Western culture, I yeah. think, for that tall Absolutely. poppy syndrome. We don't celebrate each other's successes no. enough because no. we... Because we Jealousy. Yeah, it's jealousy, but we want to be on the same level as people around us. Or we want the people who are around us to be on the same level. So when they kind of jump up to that next level, we go, hey, come bring me with you. Yeah. And we don't like lean down and grab a hand and pull pull each other up like we should, which is what we're trying to change. Yeah. We're getting getting there. So good. All right, I've got a bunch of questions for you. Go for it. They're super short, but you can give me a long long answer if you want. I thought of this one something Greg Physio asked me a while ago. Yeah. Um, because of something you said before. You've also lived a pretty crazy life in certain times. Yeah. Now, in time, if in quiet times of reflection, yeah. from what do you draw your inspiration? God. Awesome. Yeah. Show cool. I look at a sunrise and, in the morning and, and I'm just yeah. like, how do you, like, this is phenomenal. Like, there's just so much creativity and beauty. Yeah. And, like, as someone who... Like the the idea of God kind of, yeah. I don't know, I don't like it in the way it's kind of been, I don't know, the narrative it's kind of been shown throughout my life. But I think it's one of those things that it's just a, it's just a word for, and this is me trying to yeah. unpack it a little bit, yeah. but it's just a word for, I guess, the energy that goes on or the, mm. yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a, Really unpack this and think mm. about it, but I'll give you a yeah. good book. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'll give you a good book. Yeah, do you like reading? I do. Yeah. There's um, uh, yeah. I think for me, again, we have our Western cultural norms of what God is yeah. and all of those things, and I think reading different perspectives of who God was was yeah. really helpful for me. Yeah. And I read an incredible book by a Franciscan monk, Richard Raw. Um, called Falling Upward. Highly recommend it to anybody because it talks a lot about what we've talked about today. I'll um, read it. It's brilliant. And for me, God is in everything. 
and is everything yeah. and also is residing in me with this just yeah so it's um maybe i need to work with a different term rather than god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my biases that i've that i've developed and grown up with i'm working on it I'm yeah on it. what is I, the first thing you think of when you when you hear the word god man in the sky yeah and that's what i think that's the thing old beard yeah. man in well, sky well, with yeah like, all right what about jesus Son of man in sky. Yep. And Holy Spirit. <laughs> Dunno. Dunno. Um, yeah. And I think that like, for me, that spirituality is yeah. really important. So, yeah. Um, but I think I just need to get my brain around it. I need different terminology than God and Jesus mm. and things like that. Because mm. like I said, I love like, and we we're talking about it before. I love walking outside and looking at the sun yeah. and smiling and taking a big deep breath. Yeah. It just makes you feel at peace. And I think, yeah. and it's one of those things that like, I try and do it every day. And yeah. That's Except awesome. When it's not sunny, like yeah. a bit lately, but um, and that's like mm. for me, that's spirituality. That's allowing myself to kind of be peaceful and be present, yeah. and things like that. So yeah, maybe it's a terminology thing. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. It's all growth. It it's is all, all growth, and it's um, all discovery. It's all asking why. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What are you grateful for? Ah, uh, life, and uh, love. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, family I'm just grateful for so much I think in the in my low moments and I've had those recently of just like feeling overwhelmed and it's it, I've got to I I remind myself and I kind of take a posture of gratitude and I have to really push myself to get into that posture and it's being thankful but actually I think it really defeats those comparisons and those self-pity thoughts and those things that just bring you down yeah um and so yeah i am thankful for so so much awesome it's probably a different answer than you would have given in your times in the corporate world yeah but what is success to you <laughs> finding your joy good i love simple answers if you could give teenage you one piece of advice what would it be <laughs> one i know <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no. um, oh gosh. See, this is the thing. And this is like, yes, I wish I knew what I know now then. But I also wouldn't be who I am today unless mm. I experienced, experienced that, what yeah. I did. And someone once told me that those fires in your life that you try and hide so desperately... Yeah. Later on in life, if you will allow it, will be used as beacons of hope for other people around you. That's really cool. And I just see that working itself out now. Yeah. Like those things like my past history with um, partying and drugs and boys and all these things, I wanted to hide. I was like, oh. But now it's exactly what I talk about. Yeah. I get to share my story. And if it, if it encourages one young girl to not feel the pressure that she has to send that nude picture to the boy that she actually doesn't want to, yeah. you know, then that's awesome. Or if one boy is like, you know what, just because culture says I have to be this type of masculine macho person, actually I want to be who I want to be, yeah. you know, like I would, yeah, I, my advice would be, I'll just tell him that God loves me. <laughs> What's the last book you read start to finish? Oh, um, I have just finished, what was it called? I literally have like five, so I hated reading, like in high school, never read a book, always watched the movies of all yeah. the Utah books, <laughs> but recently as I've embraced this journey of self-discovery and faith, I just can't stop reading, I love it, That's and cool. um, 
I'm on five books. I'm reading five books at the moment. The last one I fully read, um, what was it? It, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. But. What'd you learn from it? So. Falling Upward, the book by Richard Raw. Yeah. Um, talks about this concept of life that we always think we're on an upward trajectory, but actually, we actually begin to find ourselves when we start to fall down. Yeah, that's probably fair. Mm. That's cool. If you could have a bill, billboard, top of the Monash Freeway, what would it say? What would you put on it? What's normal? What's normal? <laughs> Good. Question mark? Rip, rip a plug, yeah. <laughs> You or any... you're loved. Yeah. Okay. People would just look at that and go. I know, but away. I think truth speaks something into our souls and our hearts. Mm. Yeah. But then you've got it. Like people actually have to speak it. Yeah. Accept it. Accept it. Yeah. Otherwise, it just bounces off and mm. nothing. Changes. So there's actually this study, this science study. Hit me. And um, there's uh, there was two canisters of water taken from the exact same lake. One canister of water was speaking words, spoken words of love over it and really positive things. And then the next canister was spoken words of hatred and really bad things. <laughs> yeah. When put under a microscope, like a few weeks, like after this, like every day they were being talked to, these water particles, the particles of the water with the uh, words of truth and love and everything were actually beautiful like crystallized like when put under a really intense microscope but the ones of hatred were actually dead i need to see that study my scientific bias is I know. no way i know legit. but legit like legit prove it google it <laughs> <laughs> i know i I'll literally it. it was at a conference i went to and i just stood there. i was like what you're joking so i just think there is power and it's there's power in words. i want to read the uh the Chances for scientific or for improvement on the future studies for that one. Let's just get more than one, <laughs> and let's say let's be impartial with the middle one. <laughs> but I think there might be more studies on it. Maybe I maybe. think there's we'll lots of powers. Google it. Good. Do you have any morning rituals? Uh, I have a cup of tea. Love tea, and I um start my morning in prayer and like meditation. Awesome. Center myself for the day. Good. And yeah, just pray. Watch the sunrise. A couple of favourites for you. Yeah, sunrise. Best. So good. Best way to start the day. Best way. You don't even like mornings. <laughs> no, I, I say I don't like mornings, but... But you're up at 5.30 every morning. I'm up, yeah, I'm up early every well morning. Well done. And as soon as I get out of bed and get moving, I'm fine. Yeah. I love it. Um, good. Yeah. A couple of favourites. Favourite movie. Favourite movie. My mind just draws blank every time I ask. It's like, what was the last book you read? And I'm like, and then I panic. I'm like, ah, favorite movie. It's so bad. See, now I'm panicking. You haven't stopped talking for the last hour and you can't hear me with your favorite movie. So panic. I know. I actually am. All I can think of is Inside Out because that's just what we talked about. Play on. Great movie. Yeah, Great movie. Right. Favorite recording artist. Recording artist. Oh, I am. Um, See, again, I hate these questions. Um, I was listening to Chance Rapper on the way here because I like... Play on. Favourite resource for new information? Google. 
<laughs> Play on. I don't think I don't think you've been I don't think you're the first person to say that. That's probably the greatest resource. <laughs> literally anything you need to know yeah. new, you just Google it. Exactly. Favorite hobby? Favorite hobby. Oh, I love running. Awesome. I also watercolour. Watercolour. <laughs> there you go. That's that's different. Yeah. That's a different answer. I allowed myself, I gave myself to just do something for the sake of nothing else other than just like just doing attempting cool. to be creative. Yeah. I like that. It's different. It's different. I have, you have to make me one and I'll put it up on the wall. Yeah, done. I'll create you a quote. <laughs> yes, perfect. Or 20. <laughs> yeah, I like quotes. Favourite quote? <laughs> <laughs> I've already made name two of them. Yeah. To have found God and still pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. Good. Uh, last question. If you, could, if you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Legacy. Okay. It would be that... I... Challenged the norm. And was able to... Offer people another narrative based on truth and love. Cool. Very good. What is normal? I don't think there is any normal. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) How can people find what's normal and find your stuff and get in touch if they want to? Yeah, so the website is whatsnormal.co and our Instagram is whatsnormal underscore and you can just contact us on there. So we, yeah, we're looking for young people to get involved. We just want to, we want to share stories of young people who have um, felt affected by an issue and have done something different or want to do something different, get in contact. Really cool. And if you just want to chat. Love your work. Love your work. Any more? You're amazing. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Thank you very much for coming on. This Thanks awesome. for having me.